This is Tani Talks Radio, the sheer where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. Talking this week the idea of find your inner artist, find your inner art. Everyone in this world has their creativity, has the ability, has the art to contribute to the world, to make the world more artful, to make the world more bright, to make the world more colorful. I'm very into this idea. I talk about this at length in many different shiurim, in many different lectures and topics, in many different podcasts of my different shows. Of course, Tani Talks Radio is one of them that we do weekly. But there are other ones, of course. Baruch Hashem, we have Tani Talks Parsha. We have Tani Talks OT, Tani Talks Perky Elvis, and Tani Talks Staff, each with a different spin. But here on Tani Talks Radio, we're talking about the topic for the week, of course, for the audience members to keep. And when we think about what it means to be an artist, sometimes we have in mind only the idea of the guy sketching a building or a sunrise or a sunset or the river. But really, really, there's a much broader definition, a much broader sense of the word of what it means to be an artist, of what it means to really be involved in art, to really be involved in bringing to life the colors and the aspects to life that really need to be there. In the traditional sense of the word, I am not an artist. Yes, I've always loved doodling and drawing, coloring and cutting and pasting and the like. Of course, I do that all the time as a pediatric OT with my students in the school, but I'm by no means a true real artist. Quote unquote. However, artistry goes beyond the paintbrush. When we use our creativity to bring beauty and different things given to the world that might be an art in and of itself, art is when we use creative expression to bring elements to the world. That's what I feel like here in 2023 when I'm working on this major overall fine final project i feel like that's the art being brought to the paper using the illustrator to actually bring it to life all the ideas that have been in my head since the major impact of corona when i sat down and i said we need to bring it to life and uh, hopefully 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 we'll get a book one day right now baruch hashem we're in a weekly publication here in almost summer of 2023 and each week you have to find Fivel and his family and the mitzvah items that I have in mind and the different picture scenes and my wife writes a beautiful poem and we have the logo and we have the general poem and the name and illustrator and that's an art form itself and I believe podcasting of course is an art form itself and of course my music I'm a musician I play guitar for over 20 years now really over 25 years now and Baruch Hashem I just got the dream guitar thanks to my mom sponsoring a couple of months ago which I wanted for years so that does lead to the idea of being an artist but the paint on the brush on the paper that's not me That's not what art is, but art is a greater definition of just the person who can paint like Van Gogh or Picasso. Wikipedia defines art as a diverse range of products of human activities involving creative imagination to express technical proficiency, beauty, emotional power, or conceptual ideas. There is no generally agreed definition of what constitutes art, and ideas have changed over time. The three classical branches of visual art are painting, sculpture, and architecture, theater, dance, and other performing arts, as well as literature, music, film, and other media. 
such as interactive media, are included in a broader definition of the arts. Until the 17th century, art referred to any skill or mastery and was not differentiated from crafts or sciences. In modern usage after the 17th century, where aesthetic considerations are paramount, the fine arts are separated and distinguished from acquired skills in general, such as the decorative or applied arts. The nature of art and related concepts such as creativity and interpretation are explored in a branch of philosophy known as aesthetics. The resulting artworks are studied in the professional fields of art, criticism, and the history of art. Of course, one of the classes I took back in the day in YU. Art, therefore, has different roles and different applications can be expressed in different ways. Even LinkedIn, Lahavla points out that art can be beneficial for improved creativity, improved memory, improved communication skills, improved problem-solving skills, stress relief, more positive emotions, release of hidden emotions or feelings, increase of emotional intelligence, improving the senses, better mobility, and you become more aware of the details. The benefits of art really abound all over the place, especially for kids. Arts, as well as crafts, arts and crafts, is a wonderful medium and gives many benefits. Redtri.com, like Red Tricycle, R-E-D-T-R-I.com, explains. It improves the coordination of fine motor skills, which I love to see as an OT, a pediatric occupational therapist by trade. Arts and crafts usually require kids to use both hands, bilateral coordination, that's called, in a certain manner, which can help them develop fine motor skills and that bilateral coordination. For example, drawing dots and lines, cutting with scissors, and even simply tearing a piece of paper are all quite demanding tasks in terms of dexterity. Kids enjoy doing them. This can help them develop faster and become more skilled in other daily activities, such as tying their shoes, dressing, using kitchenware, and things of that nature. It helps kids express themselves. Kids tend to be very visual about everything that happens around them. They generally absorb a lot of information every day. However, there will always be kids who are naturally shyer and not that comfortable with expressing themselves in words. Those kids may look for different, more visual ways to express their emotions and thoughts, and arts and crafts can give them what they need. It is a safe environment that they can control and shape in any way they want by using any materials they like. This is why parents might get a better insight into how their child is feeling or what they are thinking by encouraging them to participate in arts and crafts activities. Arts and crafts also makes them more creative and more productive and allows them to be more creative and allows them to be more productive. Productivity and creativity is involved in arts and crafts. There are no limits to children's imagination, and arts and crafts are a great way for them to turn that endless imagination into something more productive. There are many materials, colors, shapes, and activities they can choose, which allows children to explore different options and pick those that they find the most enjoyable. Who knows, they might even discover a fun hobby like drawing that can later become a lucrative career like graphic design. It also helps them develop other skills. Young kids usually begin using pens by scribbling random things. However, the thing is, the more they scribble, the better they will be at controlling the pen and their movements across the paper. So as they learn to control their own movements, they'll also learn how to create different shapes, which will eventually lead to creating letters. In other words, the more they scribble, the faster they'll master everything they need in order to write clearly. You can encourage scribbling by giving them colorful gel pens. Scribbling with such fun pens will make them want to do it all the time. Also, art inspires kids to think critically and really inspires us as well as adults. Art comes with endless possibilities and choices. Will their house have a red roof or black? 
Will they draw a dog or a cat? How will they draw the clouds and the birds? All these choices inspire kids to think critically, decide and evaluate their own decisions so they can repeat them or change them the next time. This way they will become more comfortable with thinking about different possibilities and more confident about making their choices. Plus, it will also make them more likely to try different combinations and come up with their own ideas, which is an extremely useful skill at all ages. It helps them socialize as well. Arts and crafts create a common ground for all the kids who may have different interests or simply haven't met yet because most of them will love creating things with their hands and see what other kids have created. When it comes to creativity, it doesn't matter how old they are or what race they are, the only thing that matters is what they can make. And since children are naturally curious, they'll gradually approach another child if they like what the kid has drawn, built with Lego blocks or colored. There are many benefits of arts and crafts for kids from helping them socialize and express themselves helping them develop other skills and think more critically. You want your child to have fun and experience all these benefits. Encourage them to take part in such activities that are fun and useful. Your kid will definitely enjoy exploring their own imagination. H points out with author Reva Pomerantz herself being a writer of over 12 books. Excellent books. Highly recommended. My wife and I love to read her books, especially on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So she points out on H, on H.com, Van Gogh painted flowers and wheat fields. Chagall painted goats and flying ethereal figures. Rabbi Yona Weinreb paints spirituality and expressions of godliness. Quite unassuming and permeated with humility, Weinreb has devoted his life to interpreting and portraying Torah through art. His works range from beautiful renditions of the Grace After Meals, the Birch Hazam Muslim, to painstaking micro-calligraphy, interpretations of Jewish passages and prayers and intricate eye-opening illuminations of Jewish philosophy and tradition. His work illustrates how art and calligraphy contain much more than meets the eye. Art is a work of the soul, reflective of a deeper sense of where a person is coming from, Rabbi Weinreb explains. In Jewish thought, art is about the spiritual beauty and the essence it embodies. The external is only a way to exalt the inner spirit. And of course, beauty brings the viewer to a higher dimension. Mishpacha.com points out Mishpacha.com slash The Artist's Perspective with author Rifki Rabinowitz. In November 2016, a fire destroyed a studio in Moshav Beit Meir, 15 minutes outside of Yerushalayim, and with it, 1,500 original paintings, 1,200 works on paper, and numerous sculptures. Yoram Aratanan's story is one of Emuna and the unique combination of what is born when passion and level-headedness coexist. About over nine or ten years ago, even more than that, the author had the privilege of visiting Renan's studio, which was alive with greenery, animals, and nature, a true creative's dwelling. The studio was flooded with light and layered with artwork, large canvases saturated with color and movement, as well as smaller pieces, moody and layered. The author was, the author was always a follower of his work, but seeing the process changed the experience for him. Yoram describes the desire to create as the need to express something that can't be put into words. His work has inspired a generation, an entire generation of artists which he uses to propel himself to create unique color schemes and techniques. It's the indefinable combination of those factors that creates beautiful and mysterious experiences where he's constantly reinventing the wheel. Kishmo Kainhu Ra'anan means ever fresh. Creating a piece requires constant experimentation and boundary pushing where revealing new perspectives through different iterations, iterations and movements often yields the most memorable pieces. It recalls one scenario where the Sheridan Plaza in Jerusalem had commissioned a painting. 
which organically evolved into an abstract piece of eagle's wings. As guests ventured through the walls of the hotel, the halls of the hotel, they would study the painting and ultimately the consensus was that it was too abstract for their taste. It was unquantifiable, hard to understand, of course. Hours of work had gone into the piece and in Renan's discouraged state he splashed paint and water over it with abandon turning the canvas every which way until the horizontal became vertical. From the layers a stately figure appeared and then another facial image. Before it dried he stood the canvas up and let the paint spill out. In his definition of Astralis, Renan describes someone who puts in all his effort and nothing works. Believe that Hashem will come from the silence and give you something you didn't even initially set a goal to achieve, he says. On that infamous day in November, Yoram and his wife watched from a hundred meters away as the fire, with its insidious destruction, rendered his art into ash. Remarkably, unbelievably, even in that moment and the moments following, he looked to his wife and said, Only good will come out of this because it's Minah Shemayim, and we will rebuild. Art can be remade, and my family is okay. We can go forward with Simcha. Now, four years later, he describes the property as being, over four years later, much later, he describes the property as being ten times more lush, having literally grown out of the devastation with 2,000 working art pieces to show for it. Ra'anan, by definition, fresh, luxuriant, and so it is. How amazing. How inspiring. We should look at the art around us and appreciate what Hashem has given into our lives and think about what we ourselves can contribute. What can we do as art? What can we contribute as a creative person as an artistic person what can we do to bring to the world to create in the world and to bring into existence you know originally i had thought that i should write written by created by but now after doing a tiny bit of research i actually think i want to change it to authored by because anytime we think of something we create something that hashem puts into our mind he gives us an idea he gives us a concept he gives us the idea hashem lets us create something that wasn't there before we become the authors of our own idea is we become the authors of our own stories. What story can you author? What idea can you create? What concept can you bring into the world to make the world a little lighter, a little brighter, and a little more involved in wonderfulness? Writer Tuvia Bolton points out on Chabad.org, Once there was a great and wise king who loved roosters. He was so inspired by their majestic fierceness, their flashing colors, their very graceful moves, that he commissioned hundreds of artists to draw giant paintings of roosters to hang on the wall of his palatial throne room. But to his dismay, none of the porches were to his liking. He invited greater artists, and then even greater ones but was still left unsatisfied, so he sent invitations to three of the greatest artists in the world, along with fine presents and promises of fame and fortune. Each would receive 50,000 gold pieces in addition to a fine house with servants and all their needs for one year, and at the end of that time, the king would pay one million gold pieces for any picture that found favor in his eyes. The year passed swiftly, and word of the three pictures spread throughout the kingdom. The day of the unveiling of the pictures arrived. The massive stadium, built especially for the occasion at the king's orders, was packed with thousands of noisy people. On the stage were the three huge canvases, each covered with its own ornate curtain. The crowd fell silent as the first artist artist approached his canvas, hesitated a moment, took hold of the cord that opened the curtain, and turned to face the king. The king nodded, and the artist, without even turning around, triumphantly pulled the cord. A hum went up from the crowd. It was a masterpiece. The king rose from his royal seat, walked to the picture, examined it from near and from afar, and announced, It is truly a work of genius, but it is not exactly what I want. 
The crowd was abuzz as the king returned to his seat and motioned for the second artist to approach. The same scene repeated itself. Silence, tension, the victorious pull of the core. This time when the painting was uncovered, shouts of bravo, bravo were heard. But the king, although he admitted that the picture was exquisite, was still not satisfied. Finally, the third artist approached and stood by his picture. Again, the king nodded, but the artist, before he pulled the cord, made a request. Your Majesty, I humbly ask that you make no judgment of my work until 15 minutes after it is unveiled. An unusual request, for sure, but the king nodded in agreement. The artist pulled the cord and revealed the crowd gasped an empty canvas. What is the meaning of this? shouted the king. But remembering his promise, he fell silent. The artist, meanwhile, had paid no attention to the king's outburst. He was concentrating on the empty canvas before him, palette in one hand and brush in the other. Suddenly, he began to paint. The colors flowed from his very being. The lines danced, changing like fire, like a rushing river, like a field of wheat, like the eyes of a child of a king. And then after ten minutes, the picture was finished and the artist turned to face the king. Everyone was so silent you could hear only the wind. Everyone was frozen as though hypnotized. Then someone broke the spell and began clapping, then another and another, until the crowd was like thunder on their feet, whistling, clapping, and shouting, Bravo! 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 The king rose from his seat with open arms, walked to the artist, and embraced him with tears in his eyes. This is what I have been seeking! The other two artists raised his arms in victory and were weeping with emotion. Sometimes... We just need to take an empty canvas and fill it with wonder, with beauty, with color, and with paint. Our own lives can be that canvas, and we should do what we can to splash the color of life onto the painting with our life brushes through doing mitzvahs and chesed, with being involved in Torah and Torah learning. It's not for nothing, Lahabdil, that the company Canva was created to be that canvas to be that ability to make flyers to make posters to make presentations i myself use canva.com and the canva app on my iphone for all of my flyers for all of my logos for my different shows for any flyer for any type of thing i need to make i go to canva itself because our life can be a canvas using Canva, and I don't pay me to say this, and I'm not getting a commission, but it is a beautiful product, a wonderful product, easy to use, so intuitive and simple, breathtakingly beautiful flyers. Beautiful presentations can be made and logos and everything you can want from A to Z when it comes to the visual arts, you can use on Canva.com, C-A-N-V-A, or the C-A-N-V-A app on your smartphone. Chabad.org points out with author Sarah Trapper Spielman. As far back as Esther Pam Zabel can remember, she's always been drawing. Although the artist, now in her 50s, grew up in the vibrant art world of France, she decided not to attend art school in order to keep something very fresh in her painting, she explains. Zabel instead found strength in paving her own path when it comes to her artwork. She admits that attending art school might have been valuable and might have taught her valuable techniques, but in the end... She preferred a personal, albeit more difficult, approach. In fact, it is her life and its surroundings, including the presence of fellow artists and Hasidic neighbors that continued to inspire and influence her work. When she became an Orthodox Jew almost 30 plus years ago, 
She turned to Jewish and Hasidic life as inspiration for her art. She focused first on universal biblical themes, such as the creation of the world. When Zabel became a follower of Chabad Lubavitch, two years later, she says she turned to portraying everyday Jewish life as is and to feel the soul behind it, not just plain reality. When you become religious, you have to find yourself again, she says in reflection. You find out you can really be yourself. You don't have to paint a certain way. She soon discovered that imagination and creativity could be consistent with religious life. Becoming religious made me realize how God is behind everything. Hashem guides my hand in art. She explains, I always ask God when I begin a painting that it shall help someone do tshuva or enjoy Jewish life some more. Realize that Hashem is the one behind you, pushing you to reel the paint onto the picture, to find the inner art inside you, to find the inner artist inside your very being, then to find the art that can become part of your life. Find the inspiration to unleash your art and to unleash your potential. And realize that art can be done by anyone, especially those that have special needs. Listen to this amazing thing from Chabad.org from 2015 with author Ronell Greer. Their space may be limited for now, but their creativity knows no bounds. While construction is underway at the time of the writing, for the 18,000 square foot Farber Soul Center, a group of talented artists with special needs are using a nearby temporary space to showcase their skills in a preview of what's to come. The Farber Soul Center, named for William Bill and Audrey Farber of West Bloomfield, Michigan, whose two and almost a half million matching gift made the project possible, will include an art studio, gallery, and kosher cafe. Their young adults with special needs will learn vocational skills, develop their creativity, and share their newfound talents with the greater community. The Soul Center mini pilot program was launched in 2015 in a temporary studio housed in Wald Lake, Michigan, a few miles from the center's permanent location in West Bloomfield. In a space designed by the program's art director, Brian Cavanaugh, eight young adult artists meet twice a week to work on projects with the help of facilitating artists and volunteers. They spent the first few sessions trying out different mediums such as weaving, printmaking, painting, laser cutting, and graphic design to determine which ones felt most comfortable for the artists. As Aislinn Wendro, 22, who has autism and is nonverbal, discovered an aptitude for an abstract painting, several of her creations adorn the walls of the studio lobby. The whole creative process is making her generally more confident, says her mother, Tali Wendro. She's really coming into her own. There's respect for who she is as an artist. Facilitating artist Carolyn Morris is struck most of all by the sense of community that is developed among the artists. The people who are weaving are talking to the people who are making clay, inspiring joint products and togetherness amongst the projects. Notes Morris, a weaver and fiber artist whose colorful woven mezuzahs have become popular gift items. Morris's son, Sam, 22, who has autism, enjoys spending time at the Soul Center, many both as an artist and a volunteer. I like the people and I like helping others be creative, says Sam, who prefers to paint pictures and operate the laser cutter, a machine that can produce specialty etchings on a variety of materials including metal, leather, wood, acrylic, plastic, paper, and cardboard, as well as soaps and candles. An exciting new focus has been creating items for the local bar and bat mitzvah market, including centerpieces, custom giveaways, decorations, gifts, and accessories. Offerings include a vast array of professionally designed items such as silk screen t-shirts, 
t-shirts and sweatshirts, sign-in boards, mugs, flashlights, car- carabiniers, jewelry, headphones, and other products in a wide range of color, styles, and materials. Custom logos can be designed to complement any theme, or existing artwork can be incorporated into distinctive items like leather bracelets or other personalized gifts. The possibilities are endless, says Soul Center merchandiser Jordan Schiffman, a former Friendship Circle teen volunteer with a background in fashion merchandising. The community will be able to purchase custom gifts for the bar and bat mitzvahs, all the while giving adults with special needs vocational skill training. Family gift items are also available, such as personalized kiddush cups, cutting boards, Shabbos candlesticks, candles, even an engraved plexiglass menorah. The products offered for sale are competitively priced with the earnings going to the artists and the program. It gives the individual artists the opportunity to earn money for their work, which helps them feel valuable and productive, explains Bossy Shemtov, who with her husband, Blair by Levi Shemtov, founded Freshman Circle of Michigan over 20 years ago. At a recent volunteer event, 21-year-old Jordan Winfield proudly handed out keychains he engraved with the laser cutter at the Soul Center Mini. The people are great, and I've learned a lot, says Jordan. His mother, Nancy, says the program has helped Jordan become more responsible while providing an environment where he feels socially accepted. According to the shame tubs, the idea for the Soul Center came about when they realized the needs had changed significantly for those kids who began participating with the organization in 1995. The former children were now young adults who needed more vocationally oriented programs. Motivated by her belief in the power of art as a means of unleashing creativity, Basi Shemtov began to research and visit art studio programs across the country. She discovered places where artists with special needs were successfully creating, displaying, and selling their works. I always knew teens and young adults with special needs were amazing, but I was totally blown away by what I saw, she says. No one dreamt that some of these people were artistic until they were given the opportunity. The Soul Center will feature cutting-edge digital arts such as photography, animation, and 3D printing, in addition to traditional arts such as painting, ceramics, weaving, jewelry, and mixed media. This is not an arts and crafts, but art that people will buy and display in their homes and offices, says Rabbi Shemtov. The Farber Soul Center, which is being designed by architecture firm Noman Smith, the Soul Cafe, which will begin with a limited menu and expand services to program goals, will provide training and employment for adults with special needs who are more interested in culinary arts and food service. The Shemtov's foreseen as a gathering spot where members of the community can enjoy good food in a unique environment. It's a place where you can bring your soul, and your soul will be touched, says the rabbi. The farber's son David and his wife Nancy, longtime Friendship Circle supporters, look forward to the opportunities that the new center will bring to its participants in the community. This is a natural extension of what Friendship Circle already does, states Nancy Farber. Friendship Circle of Michigan is a nonprofit organization that utilizes a large core of dedicated teen and adult volunteers coupled with devoted staff members to provide programs, classes, camps, and other services for hundreds of local children with special needs and their families. Several Michigan school districts also participate in educational programs in the Weinberg Village, part of the Lifetown facility on the Mere Family Friendship Campus in West Bloomfield, Michigan. Many of the community donors and foundations have responded to the project so far, led by the Dresner Foundation, which sponsored the art studio space. Anyone contributing $50 or more will receive a gift created by an artist with special needs. What an amazing way to unleash creativity, especially for those who have special needs. I think of the Yachad Griffs program, which used to do exactly the same idea, empowering those with special needs while contributing to society around them through making gift baskets and the like for different occasions, giving the individuals with special needs, giving them the ability to do what they can to give it to the world, to give back to the world, to do for the world, and to 
bring out their talents, their capabilities to bring out their ideas into the world. Yachan Gifts used to be around, then it shut down. I believe that it is still around nowadays. I think it is back nowadays. This is a program that is brought to you by the OU, and it's brought to you by Yachat itself. Yachat is an organization, of course, very near and dear to my heart. I worked with them for five years, almost four and a half, really. I was an advisor, and then I was a coordinator, and I love the idea of the being able to do so. So Yachad Gifts, yachad.org slash Yachad Gifts is the idea, is the way place to go to order as well. But in general, it's a wonderful thing where you can have those with special needs to contribute to the world. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. Chabad also points out the power of pop art on streets and walls. Not graffiti, but real art. From Chabad.org with author Yoni Brown from 2019. Amid the bustle of Jerusalem's iconic first station, new flashes of color adorn the walls of the historic railroad station, now an outdoor mall. Three Shabbos candles shine brightly from a pop art mural, spreading their glow on a colorful backdrop. Street art is a very contemporary medium, but the message of this piece is timeless. The piece is called Spread Your Light to the Street, and its creator, New Jersey-based rabbi and artist Yitzchak Moli, sees it in his expression of the Baal Shem Tov's call to spread the wellsprings of Hasidus outward. This is literally bringing the message of Hasidus to the streets, said Moli. Moli's work is featured along with that of eight other international artists in the Jewish Street Art Festival, which is part of the 4th Jerusalem Biennial in 2019, an art exhibition held once every two years. This time around, the Biennial is showing the works of more than 200 artists from 15 countries. The idea behind the festival is to highlight street artists who feature Jewish themes or content in their work. Hillel Smith, street artist and late curator of the first festival, told Chabad.org, Street art provides an opportunity to put art in front of people when they aren't expecting it. As a result, it has the power to engage with people directly. and has the power to connect with people in a simple way, to present them with ideas and initiate a conversation with them. The public reception has been fantastic, said Smith. People were taking selfies with the murals before they were finished. It's rewarding to see the work be embraced so quickly. Moli, known as the Pop Art Rabbi, did another piece of street art for the festival, this one located just outside the Old City on the Artist Colony building. They had these seven covers over air conditioning units, and they asked the artist to do a series of paintings on them. The theme Seven Days of Creation made sense, and I was asked to do Shabbat, explained the artist. Certainly, Shabbos is all about spreading light. Nothing quite captures this sentiment rather better than Shabbos candles. In the wake of the synagogue shooting back in Pittsburgh in 2018, Molly was searching for a way to artistically demonstrate the victory of light over darkness. He painted one piece specifically dedicated to the Pittsburgh victims on the theme, but as Hanukkah came around, he felt the need to do more. I wrapped my family's RV in black vinyl, added the words light over darkness, hashtag, and printed a menorah right at the bottom, described the artist, and armed with a hundred plus bright markers. We drove through New York and New Jersey, visiting schools and places where menorah lightings were being held. We'd ask people to commit to doing a mitzvah and then write it on the wall. The act of writing it on the wall brings light in addition to the light of the mitzvah itself. The Bayano asked if he could do something similar in Jerusalem. He settled on a design for an interactive installation that explored the theme of light over darkness as well as the theme of this biennial, L'Shem Shemayim, for the sake of heaven. Built during the holiday of Sukkot as a sukkah, the aim is to encourage passerby to complete the structure with their light. Constructed of a reflective plexiglass exterior and completely white interior, the reflective nature of the exterior draws observers into the space. The sukkah, he explains, is an interface between heaven and earth, according to him. 
The walls of the structure are blank canvas. He encouraged people to complete the space by doing a mitzvah, committing to doing one, and then place a sticker depicting a flame anywhere on the wall. As the walls are filled, the internal space becomes a visual representation of mitzvahs changing the world. The goal is to make people think about the spiritual effect of their physical actions, how even the smallest positive step elevates one's surroundings. What a great way to bring art out into the streets and write to people, especially to inspire them. Chabad.org also points out from 2013 from author Menachem Posner how an office or center can be transformed by art, even a Chabad house or even a Chabad center. Nestled among the boutique bars and bookstores of the trendy Monkland Village section of Montreal, Chabad of NDG has become the go-to place for Jewish art. According to Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, who directs their Chabad Center there, as surprising as it may seem until last year, Monkland Village did not even have one art gallery. In early 2012, Chabad opened the Monkland Art Gallery with the first rotating exhibit featuring Montreal artist Jamie Shear. Every month, the gallery features the work of another Jewish Montrealer, showcasing an eclectic mix of paintings and photographs by both aspiring artists and established painters. Located in the all-purpose area of the Chabad Center, the gallery adds an artsy feel to the Chabad Center. Joe Pleat, a 33-year-old at the time who frequents Chabad of NDG, says it's nice to have paintings on the walls. There are some really nice ones, but the rabbi is so joyful and inspiring that nothing can distract us from the services and classes that he leads. Bernath, who serves as curator, explains that the art gallery takes the edge off of some preconceived notions. Some people come with the stereotypes of stuffy formal synagogue attendants. Having a gallery here allows them to see Judaism in another light. He adds that every new exhibit starts with a vernissage or preview of an art exhibition featuring wine cheese and the chance to interact with the displaying artist. There are people who came through our doors for the very first time at a vernissage, says Bernath. Artist Chaim, the sheriff, whose exhibit included a black-and-white series as well as a klezmer scene created using a spatula technique, says his gallery preview proved refreshingly different from the norm. This was very special. There was a lot of interest from young couples and singles, explained Scherf. I have displays in dozens of museums, galleries, and fundraisers, but the crowd was different here. Instead of middle-aged couples looking for something to complete a collection or decorate their home, these were young people who were looking to connect to the art itself. I love that they connected to images of tradition. Sheriff, a Hasidic Jew, says the gallery fit well with his raison d'etre, if that's how you say it, using his artistic gift to connect people to their Jewish roots. In fact, the Labavitcher Rabbi, Rabbi Menachem M. Mishnirson of Righteous Memory, told him many years ago that art would be his life's purpose, serving as a living example of Judaism. In 1977, the Rebbe wrote to the chairman of a Hasidic art exhibit in Michigan that those who have been divinely gifted in art, whether sculpture or painting and the like, have the privilege of being able to convert an inanimate thing such as a brush, painted canvas, or wood and stone into a living form. In a deeper sense, it is the ability to transform to a certain extent the material into the spiritual. This is apparent in the current exhibit which features photos Bernath shot on a recent trip to Israel. Titled My Land, a photo journal of the land of Israel, each photograph and caption seeks to connect viewers to another aspect of the Holy Land. For example, Dear God is a close-up of notes stuffed into a crevice in the Kotel, the Western Wall. The caption explains how Jews who pray at the wall customarily leave notes with their prayers and wishes and cracks in the ancient stone wall built by King Herod more than 2,000 years ago as a support for the Temple Mount. The notes depicted were written by Jews from Montreal and sorted into the wall by Bernath. I've never thought of myself as an artist, says the rabbi. 
who seems surprised by the high volume of interest and sales his display has generated. I just took the pictures with a regular camera using 35mm film. Nothing was touched up or changed. Using old-fashioned film adds a special flavor that digital just does not capture. People look at the photos and they're shocked. They say, you did this? I never knew you were an artist. And I reply that neither did I. Art is a truly powerful thing, especially when coming from the heart with core Torah values. Even the fantastically famous show Netflix, the Netflix show Lahavdel Shtisel, of which my wife and I could not watch the third season because it was terribly, terribly, terribly depressing. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but one and two are great, and season three I could not watch. But Shtisel, the amazingly popular show about Hasidic life on Netflix, showcases Lahavdel, the main star Kivi, or Akiva Shtisel, as an artist, a tsayar, which is somewhat controversial in his circles. He goes back and forth about his talent, ultimately embracing it as his passion and calling. In talking about Shtisel, H.com points out with author Ruchi Kovel, Hey! The voicemail played, Please call me back. A fellow Shtisel watcher is insisting that ultra-Orthodox people don't say I love you to their spouses. She is right. She's wrong, right? Okay, call me back. This is the phenomenon known as Shtisel, the viral show on Netflix about an Israeli ultra-Orthodox family that has gripped the attention of, well, everyone. Educators like me are tickled pink for the first time fellow Jews are pursuing us with curiosity-driven Netflix-fueled questions about Jews, observance, Judaism, Israel, and more. The Jewish themes emerging from the Stilsel phenomenon are many, and while the show is meticulously researched and executed, it's not perfect. One of the themes that cuts through the seasons is the role of art and music in the family, and more broadly in the ultra-Orthodox world. The viewer senses the tension between these two poles, and one can almost feel the turmoil. The ultra-religious young adult breaks away from religious constraints to pursue artistic dreams, typically screenplay written by just one such character. But the truth and the show are not that simple and not that lazy. In truth, the Jewish answer to that question may not be the same as a cultural answer to that question, and that is universal interest with Shtisel. Where do the cultural and religious truth converge and diverge? The Shtisels are deliberately not any specific sect of Judaism. They're not Hasidic. They live in the Gula neighborhood. They're anti-Chabad, anti-Zionist. But what are they? We don't know. Many other ultra-Orthodox groups would embrace artists, like the Breslov group depicted by Akiva's spiritual-seeking friends, or even the Chabadniks, so hatefully rejected by his father. <coughs> Excuse me. Art itself as a Jewish form is celebrated, and as Libby tells Akiva, God-given talent must be used. In fact, King David himself wrote in the book of Psalms, in Tehillim 35, Laman, hey, all my limbs will say, God, who is like you? Whatever talents or gifts you have, you must use them to glorify God. Whether that means to make an honest living, to bring joy to others, to glorify themes of truth and beauty, to write a book, to write a sheer, to write a comic book that could help children, or to podcast, or to speak, or to just write in general. You must use your talents, your creativity, your artistry inside you. The climax of the art conflict comes at a very end when Akiva finally does use his considerable talent to paint his best painting ever of a woman vaguely linked to his own mother figure sitting with a baby. The painting is excellent. It's a tribute to his long-emerging grief over his mother's passing and a statement of his mother's support of his art. But to use your talents for God, which has strains in different aspects of the show and, of course, in life, is a must. Everyone agrees on that, and everyone should agree on that. Art comes in many forms, and art comes in many ways. You must use your talent. Whatever art you can make, you can produce, you can bring out, you must do so. To not do so would be an ultimate waste, would be a chaval. Make the world more colorful, make the world more bright, and make the world more better doing so, whichever you can do, in order to make the world much brighter, 
to do what you can you got to bring light to the world you have to do what you can to make the world better to make the world brighter to do what you can to make this world even more colorful find that inner art inside you find that inner artist inside you find what you can do we know the most famous example of an artist if you will comes from shamos comes from Perak, lamed aleph pasig bet i have singled out by name Bitsalo, son of uri son of hor of the tribe of judah i have endowed him with the divine spirit of skill ability and knowledge in every kind of craft to make designs for work in gold silver and copper to cut stones for setting into carved wood moreover i have assigned him a holy of son of achisamach of the tribe of don i've granted skill to those who are skilled they shall make everything involved in the mishkan but salal and Oholiev have an amazing skill do you know that they were only like 13 or 14 at the time they were very young and they were charged with literally designing crafting and executing the mishkan not moshe but uh Bitzala was told by hashem make a tabernacle and ark make the vessels go do that Make sure, I mean, Hashem told Moshe, who told B'tzalah, and B'tzalah told him which order it should be done in. You need to do what you can to use your craft to make the world a better place. You should make beautiful things for this world. You should use your talents to bring beauty to this world, to glorify Hashem through your talents, through your ability. Beautify yourself before Hashem and beautify the world in mitzvot, in the chesed, in what capabilities you have. What can you do in this world? We know that the Levium used to sing in the temple, used to sing in the Mikdash to have beautiful melodies, beautiful singing. There was even musical instruments in the temple, in the Mikdash. There was a flute that was beautiful. It was smooth and it was thin. It was made from reed. Its existence were from the time of Moshe, as the Gemara and Erechon points out. You have to use what you do, what you can, to make this world glorious and beautiful and colorful as an artist in whatever way we can. Whoever didn't see the great synagogue in a in Alexandria, never saw the glory of Israel. And whoever never saw the temple itself, Lahavda, Lahavda, that was the most beautiful structure on earth. And of course, there were people who were experts in preparing showbread. They were experts in crafting different things. There were some people who knew how to craft to make different items for the Mikdash. There were some people who were experts in building for the Mikdash. There were people that were singers. There were people that were laborers. And each person brought something to the Mikdash. And of course, throughout the Talmud, each person was an artist in its own right. Rabbi Yochanan Hassaner, why was he called Hassaner? Because he was a shoemaker. He was excellent at creating shoes, crafting shoes so that people could walk and not damage their feet on the roads. Lahabdom, the Rambam, was an expert physician. Can you imagine? If the Rambam didn't take to his calling to be a great Talmud Chacham and to be a great Meforish and a commentator, but also Lahavdal to be a doctor, what if he first forgot his profession? Rashi was a great, great sage. You could catch him on every page of the Daf. You could catch him on the Chumash and on different works in the Tanakh. But Rashi was also a vintner. Did you know that he was a vine maker, a vineyard, a vineyard maker, a wine maker? And that's why there's a whole brand of wine named after Rashi. And the and the examples go much more than that. Of course, King David was a harp player. He was a warrior. He was a king. He was a Talmud Chacham. He was the composer of Psalms of Tehillim. And he, of course, also played the harp. He was a musician. 
You have to use your talents. You have to use your creativity. You have to use your artistry in this world, your artistry in this world, to make the world a better place. Shlomo HaMelech also wrote Kohelis, wrote Shir HaShirim, wrote Mishle. He was able to talk to animals. He was able to be uh, the wisest of all men. But he also was able to judge in the people using his talents in different ways. Everyone has to use their talents. Some people are great speakers. Some people are great writers. Some people are great piano players. Some people are great guitar players. Some people are excellent in writing stories. Some people are great at creating stories, creating objects, work of art. Some people are artists, mamash. Some people are drawers. Some people are doodlers. Some people are illustrators. I myself can't illustrate my book, can't illustrate my weekly thing, but I have a vision. I could be the author and I could find the artist to bring it to life. You have an idea. It has to come to life. It has to come to the forefront. It has to be brought out to the world. You have to bring it out to the world with what you want to do. We want to bring glory to the world. We want to make sure to inspire others, to uplift others. We want to use our talents for good, especially in arts and crafts, especially to help inspire others functionally, to contribute to the world, to be good, to be positive, to make the world brighter and lighter and more colorful and to bring glory to Hashem whether painting or crafting or writing or music or speaking whatever you can do to bring glory to the world or you could be an editor you could be someone who is excellent at making things and people you could be a cook you could be a chef especially a kosher chef a Jewish chef is a wonderful thing bringing beautiful things into this world being an artist in a different sense of the world we have the ability we have the capability to be an artist in different senses of the word. We can do what we can to make the world more artistic, to make the world more bright. If you have a vision, you have a capability to make the world, to bring something creative to mind, you want to create a uh, show, you want to create a website, excellent, especially if it's Torah, Mitzvot and Chesed, you want to create a game, excellent, no problem, wonderful. You want to create a comic strip or a book or a series or a Jewish children's activity thing, which is what I'm trying to do. Whatever you want to be involved in, do it. Doodle, draw, color, cut, paste, draw. Use that paintbrush beyond the idea of what the regular paintbrush is. Bring beauty to the world. Bring art to the world in and of itself. And art comes again in many different forms. Even journaling, even blogging, if it's going to be on a, a site that could help people, directing people. There are kosher websites that you can go to for kosher food. There are websites that you can go to to catch up to what is happening in the world. There are even WhatsApp groups that can be brought to life to bring wonderfulness into the world whatever you can do to bring to the world to bring art to the world to bring light to the world to bring creativity to the world it's really all in your hands it goes in line with the idea that sometimes we're not tapping into our creative potential we're not cre- we're not tapping into our spiritual our creative our artistic wellsprings of knowledge and wellsprings of talent you have a lot of things lying dormant. If you go to a dead-end job where you're sitting in a cubicle and you're just typing, typing, typing nonstop, not utilizing those talents, but feeling like you're sitting by the wayside, just losing day in and day out, then we could be losing on the aspect of what really is necessary to accomplish in this world. you got to find 
your inner art. You have to find that inner being. Got to find that inner ability, that inner capability to tap into yourself, to tap into wonderful reserves that are out there. Creative juices can get flowing. I know a lot of people have writer's block. A lot of people have you know song writer's block, and some people have art writer's block some people have actually writing writer's block but we just have to figure out a way to tap into that creativity i was not a creative person before i met my wonderful wife she helped me grow the creativity helped me grow the ability to tap into that wonderful artistry side of me to tap into that creative side of me to be able to unlink those wellsprings of knowledge whether it be talking to someone or you know, shooting ideas off of someone, but just sitting down and jotting down things. That's what I literally did in the height of Corona. After sitting with my students and doing, you know, Where's Waldo? I felt like I need to find a Jewish answer, a Jewish solution. And in my mind, I wrote down what I want to see, what I want to do, who the character should be, what the items should be, what the journey would look like. And this year, in 2023, I plotted out what I want the book exactly to look by look like down to the last detail and where to publish it and what to price for it we all have the ability we just have to tap into our ability and different aspects different things can really tap into those things if you are a musician then you are an artist as well for a long time i had the the block of not being able to think of any new tunes or whatnot and sometimes when i sit down i play for myself i play for my kids play for my wife sometimes i just do some random notes and sometimes it unlit and unlocks something and yeah my songs are all country western you know that kind of style and yeah they might sound similar yeah they might be from the originator that's me but they each have their own twist i like to say they each have their own fine-tuning they each have their different flair and i don't know where it will ever go but at least at least i played for myself i record for myself and sometimes i i unlock it and i let the world hear it on tani talks ot i'll write new song and i'll say what it's called and especially with the dream guitar it really sounds beautiful but whatever we can do to tap into our own creativity to tap into our own artistry to tap into our own projects yes a lot of times these projects might not be financial they might not be contributing monetarily to your life but what legacy can you leave behind after 120 the money doesn't matter after 120 it doesn't matter how big the house was how many cars you had how much materials you got or even how much money in the bank you could die with millions in the bank you could die with one dollar in the bank and it doesn't make a difference because you don't take anything with you after 120 years so you got to tap into those things that talent the creativity that art find the inner artist inside you unlock the inner artist inside you think about what makes you tick thinks about what you want to create what you want to bring to the world do you want to just go to your job go home and have nothing left behind no legacy in terms obviously besides for biological physical children good deeds torah missiles and chesed but is there any project you can leave behind is there anything that you can be an artist you can create you can start in your own life in your own way in your own lifestyle and in your own aspect of your dollar almost that you can contribute to your world that you could contribute to this life of course hashem allowed me to create the five podcasts hashem allowed me to work on this weekly project and hopefully to become a book and of course i have my guitar for songs those are my little aspects to contribute to the world what are your aspects what are your talents your abilities your art your creativity what artist is inside you i challenge you to think about for yourself find your inner artist work on your inner artist bring it to life and the whole world will be so much more colorful so much more bright 
for doing so. This has been Tani Talks Radio, where we talk about the sheer for the week for the audience members to keep here on Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani. <laughs>